I just think he's full of SH1T at times. It's like, you know, quoting Kipling to players doesn't work. Rudyard Kipling. Probably Mr Kipling would have been better. OTV AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTV Sports app. Yeah, it's 8.17. Matt Williams, good morning to you. How are you? Good Going very well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, pretty excited about this game at the weekend. Um, excited slash a little bit nervous. Ron Nagara, of all of the people in the world, might be capable of pulling a rabbit from the hat. Well, it's a very good La Rochelle side. Um, they've, they've been in the final before. And uh, when your coach gets you to three finals in a row, uh, it's no accident. So they're a good side, a quality side, and they're capable of performing. And it's going to be difficult for Leinster. It's going to be 30. The forecast is 31 degrees in Marseille. At 6 o'clock, it's said to still be 29 degrees. Now, as an Australian, I've played a lot of rugby in hot weather, and I can tell you that even for someone used to it, that's hard. That's going to be a real challenge for Leinster, uh, to play in those conditions and to hold it for 80 minutes. So, yeah, it, there's, there's plenty to be nervous about. But there's plenty to be confident about as well. So, it, 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 which makes for a great game. Can you acclimatise in the week before the game, something like that, or do, do they just sit in the sauna all day and do a bit of training? Or how do you work it? <laughs> Good question. Uh, well, we used to go in the old days, a long time ago. We'd go to Africa for ten days, um, and we would quite often start our Super Rugby season when I was coaching the Waratahs with a game in South Africa in uh, late February, which is summer and it would be 34, 35 degrees, so we would go there. But we were already used to it because we trained all over summer preparing. Our pre-seasons are in summer. I think it's very, very hard for a one-off game to prepare for that. Um, does, it give, does it give the French team a bit of an advantage given that they're used to oh, these conditions? Without doubt, without doubt, uh, especially in the last 20 minutes of the game. That's where your bench is going to be hugely important. But some players obviously have got to do 80 minutes. Um, La Rochelle. Now, not all the La Rochelle players played last week. They played Stade Francais in La Rochelle and they, they, they beat them with a very much a seconds team. But it was a very warm weekend last weekend as well. It was 27, 28 degrees. So the, the French, uh, end of the French season, they certainly have an advantage. And if it's going to be a, a very warm weekend uh, this weekend coming in Marseille, that is a big advantage to the French, yes. In terms of the, the Leinster game plan, it, it, like the, the high-octane style, the, the quick turnover at ruck time, is that something then that La Rochelle look at and say, if we can stay in touching distance with half an hour left in this game, we can absolutely start to turn, to turn the screw? For sure. I mean, Ronan's going to be hanging his hat on a whole lot of small pegs and trying to keep his team believing they can stay with the Leinster side. That's just what everyone all sees. I mean, Leinster have been head and shoulders above all the competition all year. And for a coach, when you're coming up against that, that's quite a good uh, assignment. And that sounds a bit counterintuitive because you simply say to your players, you've got nothing to lose. Like, look how good these guys are. Let's just go at them. And here's the plan. And their plan, uh, La Rochelle plan, has always been uh, this season to target the breakdown. And they have been exceptionally good at it. And the top 14 and in the Heineken Cup, where they're just diving at the ball, being very brave and technically correct at the breakdown and disrupting teams' uh, attack. And you could see it in the semi-final against Racing 92 when Racing were just pounding the La Rochelle line, looking like they're going to score at any time 
then the La Rochelle uh, back row uh, of Ludenberg or Victor Vudo and Gregory Aldred and Bugatti the hooker would, would find a way to latch onto that ball and force a penalty or a turnover. And that's what they'll do to Leinster, as well as, as attack them at the scrum and the line-out. So they, and if, if La Rochelle have got any hope, that's what they've got to do because what Leinster do better than anyone in Europe is play very quick ball. They get um, their ruck ball going at such a pace the defence can't adjust in time. And then you've got masters of decision-making uh, like Sexton getting getting the ball off Jamison Gibson Park so fast. Jamison Gibson Park gets the ball away so quickly and he doesn't get anywhere near the praise he deserves for getting that ball away. And it just creates this chaos in the defensive line. So for any hope, they've got to slow it down. But they do have a hope. Uh, I'd say Leinster are well and truly favourites and, and you know, should go on to win if form is anything. But we all know in a final uh, that anything is possible. So that's what Ronan would be be aiming at. But, it, look, that, don't let's not get too scared about this. This is a very tall order for La Rochelle. Leinster are very, very good, and La Rochelle will have to do some extraordinary things to slow them down. Over the last three years in particular, Leinster have run aground against a massive pack which has always had one individual at the centre of it who seems to kind of become the focal point for the shorthand maybe for why Leinster failed and and that might be completely oversimplifying things but it certainly felt as if Leinster were coming up against a team that was too big or too strong for them and that was the bit that that killed them at the end it doesn't seem like that's even on the table anymore for whatever reason is it because Leinster's style has evolved is it because they're playing a slightly different game and they're not getting sucked into those arm wrestles. Why are we suddenly not seeing so much concern for the repeat of the Saracens games and uh, what happened against La Rochelle last year? Jude, I think that narrative of Leinster being bullied by big guys, it was a real oversimplification of the games against Saracens and La Rochelle last year. And and when that goes out into the public, it gets a life of its own. And I've never subscribed to that. Now, last year, Leinster without Sexton, Jamison Gibson Park and uh, Porter for the La Rochelle game. You don't win, (coughs) excuse me, you don't win Europe every year because it's hard. I mean, the team that's won it the most is to lose, they've won it five times. Been going 25 years. Everything has to align for you in a year to win the Heineken Cup. You have to get a good draw. Your players have to be fit at the time of the big games. And on the biggest days of the year, you've got to play well. And that hasn't been the case for Leinster since 2018. Certain things have gone wrong. They didn't deal with um, Will Skelton well last year. But look at last week or, or two weeks ago against Leicester. There were some giant Leicester forwards on that field and Leicester just dealt with them. Because they're in form. There's a couple of aspects to that. One is Leinster, <coughs> excuse me, have played the same system as Ireland. That is, Ireland have played the same sister, system as Leinster. So they haven't had to chop and change. I'm just going to get a, grab a drink of water, mate. Yeah, no worries. No worries. <clears throat> it's the heat so, of France. <coughs> mate, I've got hay for <laughs> the, uh, the wind's blowing off the mountains here and, Everyone is absolutely shattered with allergies, so I'm, I'm struggling a bit today. But um, 
look, Leinster have had to deal with uh, uh, all these slight problems. And when I say slight problems, you have to be just at your best to win the Heineken Cup. If you're 5 10% off, you're not going to do it. And that's been the case with Leinster the last few years. This year, with, with Ireland playing the same system as Leinster, they haven't had to change. They've actually got better. They've all played together through all these big matches. They've grown in confidence. They've dealt with Antonio, the big tight head prop who's going to play for La Rochelle. They've dealt with him against France. They've already got experience again. Porter knows what he's up against. The whole front row know what they're up against. It's not going to be a shock to hit Antonio because they've seen it against, against France. This is a really unique year for Leinster. The other part is you look at this Leinster side, and I'm touching wood here, they're going to come to the final with pretty much everyone on deck. It looks like the case. And everyone in good form, a lot of self-belief, a good rest two weeks in places, not like you've got the other, the other year when they beat last year when they beat um, Exeter and Sandy Park away. They had to stay on the road because of... Uh, COVID and go to La Rochelle, obviously away. So you're away from home for 10 days. And that has an effect on you. Might not be a huge effect on, on well-worn professionals, but I can tell you from personal experience it does have an effect. Now, Leicester didn't have to do that. So they've got a whole lot of pluses going for them this year that they haven't had in the past. And, and I, I just think they're playing such great rugby. And, you know, we're all talking about <coughs> Ranagawa. And so we should run as a friend of mine. And I think he has done an absolutely sensational job and he deserves huge credit for everything he's done. But that shouldn't stop us from looking at Leo Cullen and saying what a great job Leo's done in, in getting the staff together and the players together, having them all on deck. What a great path he has planned for this Leinster side to deliver them into the final in such great form and in such health. And then it's up to the players to do it. But we, we, Leo dodges the media. He keeps very low key, um, uh, you know. But, but but what he's done is phenomenal. So so I, and and he's one of Leinster's own. We're, they're going to a final with twenty players, born and bred in the province. Now I, I heard you talking about the Champions League final uh, coming up on Saturday night. Uh, you imagine if Liverpool were going to that with ten of the eleven coming out of of the Liverpool Academy. Like, that would be just, everyone would be jumping up and down. That's what Leinster are doing. Like, we're not giving, in Ireland, when I go back to Ireland, I find we do not give Leinster anywhere near the credit for what they they have achieved and and deserve because that is an extraordinary um, achievement. If I go to talk to the Waratahs or I talk to any other coaches around the world, one of the first things they always ask me is, tell me about the Leinster Academy. Tell me about that. Like across the world, it's renowned for what it's doing, but we don't give it anywhere near the credit that it deserves, and we don't give Leo anywhere near the credit he deserves. And we, and we have to stop doing that because that's that's not just it's not just on on the Leinster team. And then when they lose a game like they've done in the last, they made the semis. We we say, oh no, you know they couldn't they couldn't handle a big man. Well, you know, I just think that's that's really disrespectful of the team. And I'll switch this another way. I reckon these Leinster players are really fed up with this talk. I reckon they're not saying much outside. But if Will Skelton plays, mate, they're going to be all over him like a bad suit. Like They're really filthy with what's been said about them and how they've been portrayed. 
And Leinster have a tradition of not saying anything to the media. They play a really straight bat. But within that group, there's a lot of anger and it doesn't get expressed publicly, but they're going out to prove a point. So I, and, you know, a, a quiet man carrying a big stick <laughs> and very determined, they're, they're dangerous. I found that in life. That's, that's a team that uh, you're going to have to really be at the top of your game to be. Um, you've spoken there about um, the, the, the changes, I guess, that you can look at compared to the last couple of years and some of those disappointing results from Lencer's perspective. I, and I just wonder sometimes, I know he's got so much credit, but I wonder, do we often still downplay the importance of Jamison Gibson Park in this Lencer team? I, I guess you've been speaking about the Lencer Academy and I'm talking here about one of the players that, that didn't come through the Lencer Academy, but he sure. wasn't there last year. He wasn't there the year before. He wasn't there the year before in the games that they lost. I mean, in fairness, Luke McGrath did start the 2018 final that they won. Uh, Gibson Park didn't come on until around the hour mark in that game, I think. But I wonder even just him being an international player at this point, being an Ireland player since 2020, has that helped bring his level on to, to, to a different place over this season, kind of in a, at a belated point in his career? Yeah, without doubt. And I think it's a very good observation. He, he, the pace that he gets the ball away this season compared to past seasons, is, is, it's just not on the same page. He has improved out of sight. And it has been a massive, massive uh, aspect of Leinster's play that has created... Um, the pace of their game. So this, and like everything in rugby, it's 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 an it's like an ecosystem. It's an environment. So there's a couple of things happening. First of all, the forwards are hitting the ball at pace. They're using footwork, which means if and they can offload, which means the defence have questions. So if they're tackled, the Leinster forwards, like Ireland, tend to be tackled in an area that lets them place the ball quickly, so that it's a fast ruck. Now that's one aspect. The next, next aspect is the scrum half has to get there and get it away. And Jamison Gibson Park is getting there at lightning speed and that ball has gone in incredible speed. The, the, the pace of the rucks and the exit of the ball from the rucks in the, I think it was the four rucks leading up to James Lowe's first try against Toulouse were under one and a half seconds. I mean, that's, there's about 15 movements that have to happen to get that ball away. In, in that period of time, which is really extraordinary, really extraordinary. And his and that then puts the ball into the junior's decision-making hands of Jonathan Sexton in rapid time that the defence just simply can't react to. They don't have time to react to it. And what happened in that try was the ball hit Sexton, the defender came at Sexton, he made the great decision, just pop it back on the inside. James Lowe and James Lowe scored the try. Now that's that's a very uh, that's a microcosm of what Manchester are doing all over the park. And Jamison Gibson Park, the accuracy of his path, the length of his pass, and the speed of his pass from the second his fingers touch the ball to it hits the, first, the, the the intended receiver is absolutely brilliant. Some of the best I've ever seen. Two years ago, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't playing like that. Again, why? You've got to give Stewart and, and uh, the, the Felipe Conopomi at, at, at Leinster huge credit for the improvement in the skills in those uh, all the players, but especially our backline players. And Andy Farrell for picking him when he wasn't first choice at Leinster? Like he was like, yes. no, you're, you're straight in here. You're in my 22, 23 guaranteed. And then actually you're straight in the team as well. Yeah, without doubt. Andy Farrell's uh, contribution to how Leinster are playing and a national philosophy 
that extends from schoolboy through academy, through a province, international team, and is delivering success. He deserves massive credit because that's what a national coach's role is. And then selecting the players where he sees and giving them opportunity. And James Lowe, we've got to put that in there. James Lowe was poor two years ago. And look at James Lowe now. He reinstated James Lowe. He said to him, James, you go away and work at these aspects you're playing. If you do it, we'll give you another chance. And he did. He was as good as his word. And look how James Lowe was playing. So Andy Farrell and his coaches, for the change they've implemented in the national team and what they've done, deserve huge credit. And they are doing a great job. We've got our test matches coming up against New Zealand. And look, that first test match against New Zealand, Ireland are in it with a red-hot show away from home. It's, it's, it, and that's, again, your, your environment, your ecosystem. That, that is a national philosophy. Leinster and the national team are enhanced by, ha- by following the same philosophy. Just as we look at New Zealand, Auckland or the Crusaders are enhanced by having the same philosophy as the national team of New Zealand. It's, it, it's, it's a system that has proven to work across the globe. Amazingly, very few countries do it. Uh, three quick comments for you, right? Uh, Dave Cos on YouTube says, Rod's going to get the job done. The Leinster scrum goes backwards. Leinster hubris will lead to their downfall. I'm like, what, what Leinster hubris? And then I'm reading the other clips, the other comments. Uh, the La Rochelle halfback pairing is very weak for the final. It's going to be a blowout, says Flying Hellfish 99. And then Brian Murray says, ah, the team Leinster put out last weekend against Munster would beat La Rochelle. So, you know, there's a bit of hubris there. But uh, opinions are like backsides, mate. Everyone's got one. It's only going to matter what happens you know, at court to five Ireland time, court to six France time at the Stad Villadrome. There is one big thing, which which is quite ironic for Ron Nagara. Uh, in the Conakin Cup, West, their kicker is averaging 78%. They're not going to win the final on 78%. They're going to rely on turnovers, kicking to the corner, mauling and penalty goals. They'll score some tries. The question is, Leinster have averaged so many tries. Can their defence hold them out? Kurt Barlow, high doubt, highly doubtful to play. He's got two broken bones in his hand. Ronan suggesting he's going to play with a with a uh, hurling glove. I, I really doubt that he'll be able to pass with two broken bones in his hand. Uh, Victor Vito has a very bad ankle. And uh, Will Skelton has only played a few minutes of rugby in a month. He's a giant human being. Look, it's stacked against La Rochelle. There's no two ways about that. It's stacked against. It's not impossible, but Leinster... They've got the bit between their teeth. They've got the form on the board. They've got a fire in the belly, and they are out to prove something. And they also know the stars have a line. This is an opportunity for them. They're going to be very, very hard to beat. Lara Shaw will have to play better than they have played all season to get a win. Matt, enjoy the game. Great to have you with us. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. Great to talk to you. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.